0: Heyd Míla falta. welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world.
1: Hello, this is Mike Collins, and you're very welcome to the Letter from Ireland podcast. This episode is called, Is this the best memorial for an Irish ancestor? And I think you'll be very, very interested to actually uh, hear the answer to that. You might actually agree with me that indeed, this is the best memorial for an Irish ancestor. Well, let me explain a little bit more. We're going to feature two letters today. The first letter actually features a a gentleman, and it's not so much the gentleman himself, but the fact that he had a song written about his exploits while he was alive, and um, that sort of kind of bardic tradition, the storytelling... And indeed, a song written about an individual tends to last long, long, long after the individual is gone. So indeed, a fitting memorial for a person. So we're going to have that one first in just a few minutes. Then we're going to go on to another letter, and it's called the Taylor Annunty. And in in essence, it's going to feature another type of storyteller, a one again whose life is uh, memorialized, immemorialized, or immortalized, I should say. Uh, because of the stories he told and the way he told them from his little cottage down there in County Cork. Now, we're also going to feature some appropriate music along the way, and let me explain a little bit more about this. We're going to use the music of Tommy Makem and the Clancy brothers, and uh, the background for me basically is, I remember back in the day when Karina's mother and father and her uh, sisters and brothers-in-law used to get together, um, eventually when the food was put away and the basic chatter was covered it was more or less time for those who could to give what we call a turn. Now a turn was basically uh, maybe a recitation of uh, a poem or even better still a song. There was no generally no musical instruments on hand but indeed there were many fine singers. And I also remember two of the songs that we actually covered today were always featured during those particular turns. So I remember Karina's father and his favourite song was Wild Mountain Time," and we're going to feature that in just a few moments. And then her uncle from Balivorne in West Cork used to enjoy taking off with another song called The Bowel Tady Quill. And The Bowel Tady Quill, in fact, is the subject of the first of today's letters. But... Let's me not jump ahead of myself. Let's start off with our first piece of music here, and it's the Wild Mountain Thyme from the Clancy Brothers and Tommy Makem.
2: Oh, the summer time is coming, and the trees are sweet.
0: Have you ever thought how you might like to be remembered? In this letter we have an example of what may be the best type of Irish memorial. The type where a song or a poem is recorded about your character and exploits. Although, watch out, the end result may not always accurately reflect how you lived. Most of our ancestors were honoured with a gravestone following their death. However, for a select few, they also received a song composed in their honour, and in this case, a song that has lasted for many decades after one man's death. So, come over here, Karine and Mike. I've something interesting to show you. Now, that was the voice of Ted Cronin, my second cousin. We were in a cemetery in McCroom, County Cork, in search of the final resting place of my grandfather, And Ted was pointing at a gravestone that read, in memory of Timothy Quill, in brackets, Bowl Tady, died the 28th of October, 1932. So what had brought us here? Well, this was the final resting place of a man who became the subject of a famous famous Irish song that was sung in the bars across Munster and further afield and usually at many of winning Gaelic matches. Before we share the song with you, let's have a look at the very Irish name of this man and the curious way in which he achieved such immortality in the song. Do you have any Timothys in your Irish family tree? It's a very prevalent one in mine. Actually, my own grandfather was a Timothy because the name has been popular across Ireland for many centuries, but especially in the most southern counties of Ireland. You see, Timothy is an Anglicisation of a much older Irish name, which would have been in use right up to the 1600s. That name is taig and we spell it T-A-D-G-H, taig which comes from the very old Irish word for a poet or a storyteller. Like many old Irish names, it fell out of favour around the 1600s, and it was replaced with a number of Anglicised versions such as Timothy, Tim, Timmy, as well as the Greek name Tadeus, which also became then Tady or Tade. Now, Tig also worked its way into a number of Irish surnames, and you might have heard them. Teig, T-E-A-G-U-E, Tig T-I-G-H-E, or T-I-G-U-E, and many more. Perhaps you've even heard these in your own Irish family tree. So this ancient name, Tige, has yet again become popular in Ireland, and it's beginning to um, climb up the stakes there in popularity for a boy's name. You might consider it yourself. So if you have any Timothys, Tims, Timmys, Tadies or Tades in your Irish family tree, then rest assured there was probably a Tige or two further back the tree that got anglicised over the centuries into one of those names. But let's get back to the man whose memorial my second cousin drew our attention to there in McCroom. Tady Timothy Quill was born in the north of County Cork in 1860 and he was a farm labourer and remained a bachelor all his life. Although he liked a good sporting game, he wasn't one for playing himself. He was also a teetotaler and his habit of sleeping rough, mostly in barns, made it very difficult for a f- refined lady to spend more than a few minutes in his company. He once worked on a farm for a man called Johnny Tom Gleeson. And now Johnny fancied himself as a bit of a balladeer, often writing ditties that lampooned his neighbours. That's an old tradition among the bards in Ireland. And... And you could say he was a bit of a taig or a poet or storyteller. Now, he liked Teddy Quill and decided to write a song featuring Tady as a beer-swilling, lady-loving sportsman called the Bald Teddy Quill. I should explain bald, B-O-U-L-D, is how we pronounce bald here in Cork. So, he wrote this song, the Bald Teddy Quill, which was actually the exact opposite to the real man. Now, you might imagine that Tady would be offended, but not at all. He was delighted with the attention and notoriety that the song gave him right up to the end of his days. However, it never did help him find a wife. I guess many ladies felt they'd never rise high enough in, to be in his league after that song. So how about you? Would you like to be remembered in song like the Tady Quill, now forever remembered as the Bowl Tady Quill? Maybe one of your ancestors had a song written about them. On a final note, you know that song, the Bowl Tady Quill? That was a very favourite song sung at most of our own family gatherings when I remember all my mother's sisters and husbands got together to celebrate and have a party.
3: Ye maids of two oh, hollow who ranks is for court, and a word of advice I will give unto ye. Proceed to banter to the athletic sports, and hand in your names to the club committee. And never commence any sketch on your programme till the carriage you see flying over the hill. Tried on through the valleys and lands of Kilcorny With our own Ireland sportsman, the bold Teddy Quill For ramblin', for rovin', for foot all are courting or drinking black porter as fast as you fill. In all your days rovin' you'll find us so jovial As a muskery sportsman, about bow quill. At the great hurling match between Cork and Tipperary was played in the park on the banks of the Lee. Our own darling lads were afraid of being and so they sent for ball Teddy to ballin' agree. He hurled that ball right and left in their faces, and showed the temporary men action and skill. If he touched on his lines he would certainly brain them, and the papers were full of the praise of Ted Quill. For ramblin', for rowing, for football or courtin', or drinking Black like Porter as fast as you will fill, in, In all your days, Robin, you'll find them so jovial As a muscary sportsman, the bald teddy quill At the Cork Exhibition there was a fair lady Whose fortune exceeded a million or more But a bad constitution had ruined her completely And medical treatment had failed o'er and o'er Our mother says she, sure I know what will ease me And cure this disease which will certainly kill Give over your doctors and medical treatment I'd rather one squeeze out of bowl teddy quill Or Hamlin for Robin for football or courting Or drinking black porter as fast as you'd fill In all your days rovin' you'll find none so jovial As a muscular sportsman, the bowl teddy quill
1: and there we had the Baal Tady Quill himself, immortalised uh, forever. I think that's a song essentially, certainly in my life, has actually been around me for as long as I've been around and enjoying every word of it. And again, I remember the times uh, back in the day when it was really well sung by Carina's uncle, uh, Mr. Coman Otuma from Balavorna in West Cork. So there we go, the Balteady Quill. Indeed, is, not the, is that not the best memorial for an Irish ancestor? I think it certainly is. Now we're going to move on to our second letter. And in this one, is going to actually tell the story of a storyteller, as called the Taylor and Ansty.
0: Do you have a Shanachie or an Irish storyteller in your family? A Shanachie our storyteller, is someone that everybody gathers around at the family events to be entertained and enlightened. In this letter, we'll visit with an Irish storyteller, our Shanaqui that people would travel miles to be with to sit and listen to his stories at his fireside. So here goes with the story of a very special Irish storyteller. Tháigó Bukula, that would be Timothy Buckley in English, was born sometime in 1863, near the village of Kilgarvan in County Kerry. Now, it wasn't likely that he was an eldest son, and I'll tell you why. Because he took on the craft of tailoring at an early age and then travelled the roads through the local townlands, villages and towns, plying this trade. But as well as offering his tailoring services, he also became a welcome source of news from the neighbouring parishes. And no doubt, he embellished much of that news with a few facts and conjectures of his own. Timothy the tailor was stepping up to become, what we call in Ireland, a wandering Shanaquay. In Irish society, the Shanaquay was the storyteller that took on that age-old tradition of the Philly Back then, they were poets and historians who captured history, genealogies, customs and magic in story and verse. So one day, Th- Timothy came to the area of Gugon Barra in County Cork, a lovely place, where he met up with Anastasia McCarthy. They must have both liked what they saw, as Timothy and Anastasia were married and settled down on a patch of land in the townland of Garry Napica. Their little whitewash wash cottage sat at the end of the road and people had to make an effort to go that far but they certainly did to drop in a bottle of whiskey and to listen to the tailor tell his stories by the fire. Here are the scenes described. Come down to the tailor's and hear himself talk. Wet or fine, early or late, alone or with a crowd, there's a welcome awaits you. Across the door of Garinapika, there's another world where values are different, where there is still a zest for the details of living and where time no longer matters, where there's much laughter and little harm. And mixed with the laughter, wisdom and a fresh sense of reality, a man is judged by himself alone and not by his position or title or by his own sense of self-importance. So that's what it was like. Now, by 1930s, the tailor and Anstey, that's short for his wife, Anastasia, were well retired, but they still received many visitors to their little cottage by both night and day. One of the visitors was a man from County Down called Eric Cross. Now, Eric was a regular visitor, a good listener and observer. And luckily for us, he wrote down much of what he saw and heard in that little cottage. He assembled these quotes, observations and stories into a wonderful book entitled The Taylor, titled The Taylor and Anstey. So we go through the rest of this letter. Now, when we go through it, have a listen out for some nice illustrative excerpts from that book. And I'm going to start off with one just here. The tailor is a gentleman of leisure. He stays in bed each morning until Sean the Post arrives on his way up from the village with whatever letters there may be and the much more important local news he may have collected on his four-mile journey from the village. And another one, the tailor's imagination is highly inflammable a word will set it blazing. His memory is a storehouse for which the most trivial phrase is a key. And there's more. There was poetry in the old days and there were more poets and better poets. I remember long before I ever saw the first pair of bellows for blowing up the fire, hearing it described this way. My back, it is deal. My belly's the same and my sides are well bound with good leather. My nose, it is brass, there's a hole in my ass, and I'm very, very much used in cold weather. Now, have you ever heard a bellows described like that before? The tailor and Anstey, you see, were common country folk, and they were used to looking at nature and what went on in the farmyard. So just like the majority of Irish people of the time, most of what was quoted in the book was body, but it was also the everyday poetry of the farm and land. So in 1942, Eric Cross published his book, The Taylor and Anstey, and the reception initially was very positive, especially from the Taylor and Anstey themselves. But something happened within a short time of the publication. It was banned later in the year in 1942. The Irish government of the time saw fit to debate the artistry and the blasphemies in the book before coming to their decision. Now it's hard to explain this time in Ireland, a time right up until the late 1980s to someone who did not experience it directly. As we look back now, it appears that the recently removed British administration created a vacuum into which stepped the Roman Catholic administration of the time, uh, overseeing a form of puritanical morality that disproved of the fondness for fun that really most Irish people welcomed in their daily lives. And here's another excerpt from that lovely book. You never know who you might meet in the tailors. Today you may go and find Dan Bedham scratching his head over some yarn of the tailors. Tomorrow you may find a touring American whom the tailor invited in for a heat of the tay. That means a cup of tea. Another day, it may be the sergeant of the civic guard or a travelling man who'll stay the night. It did take a full 10 years for the ban to be lifted on the book The Tailor and Anstey. Both, unfortunately, The Tailor and Anstey had died during that time. And they're buried side by side in the little old graveyard near St. Finbar's Oratory in Gugambara County, Cork, a very picturesque place. If you're ever out that way, do drop by to pay your respects and I'm sure they'd welcome the company. And here you can imagine yourself with this little episode coming up inside that cottage listening to the tailor. Picture this. The day was ended all the labours of the day were done. The shutters were drawn across and the door was closed against the night. The lamp on the wall was lit. The sign of all these things was that Anstey was at last still and was sitting by the fire, gazing into the heart of it. And the tailor starts. There was a friend of mine by the name of Paddy Sullivan who went to Algory, which is part of Africa, And so on the story goes. You can really picture that little house. So tonight, I think Mike and myself will pour a glass of Irish whiskey and drink to your health. And we hope you will join us with a slant or two in your own time. As dusk and dark falls about us, it will be time to remember a story or two, one of which will be the story of the wonderful world of the tailor and Anstey. So why don't we leave the last word to the tailor himself? As he says, Glock bug on sale, August Glockig on sale bug too. Which of course means, take the world fine and easy, and the world will take you fine and easy. Except, being from Southern Ireland, he would have said, take the world fine and easy, and the world will take you fine and easy.
2: To see you again, we're going to leave you with a little song called The Journey's In. The fire is out, the moon is down The parting glass is dry and done And I must go and leave this town before the rising of the sun And longs the road and far's the mile Before I rest my soul again With the girls that weep and girls that smile And all the words and ways For some there are that may not bite but wander to the journey's end nor take it. To be a bride Nor keep a man To be a friend And when I'm done With wandering, I'll sit beside The road and read For all the songs I did not sing Promises I did
3: See you all again very
1: soon. Good night. Safe home. God bless. And Alan I love that tune there. Uh, we had Tommy Makem and Liam Clancy in the very mellifluous voice of uh, Liam Clancy himself. Journey's End. And Mandy's a time back in certainly the 1970s. I remember going to see those two gentlemen and what a show they put on. Must have gone to see them six or seven times. Absolutely fabulous. And indeed, that brings us to uh, today's journey's end. I hope you very much enjoyed today's episode. All about is that the best memorial for an Irish ancestor? Well, let you make your own mind up. And um, you can actually find today's show notes on aletterfromireland.com forward slash 743 if you'd like to see a little bit more. That's aletterfromireland.com forward slash 743. And indeed, if you enjoyed today's show, we'd love if you could actually leave a review or a comment or whatever you do yourself inside your own favourite podcast player or if you're listening to this inside a forum thereabouts. So again, thanks very much from Karina myself and Slán until next week.